All right, so this is our normal time that we come on. You, were, you weren't supposed to see your new meme yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to do the countdown. There we go. For you. Nancy Pelosi on here. That's the scariest part. That's the scariest part of the Halloween countdown. This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Sunday. Is it Halloween Eve? The spookiness is out. I was haunted on the Friday Night Freak Show on Friday. Chainsaw, good evening. Thank all of you fine people for joining me for the Georgia gubernatorial debate earlier. It was about what we expected, I, I assume. Far more tame than other debates that we have watched this season. Well, the, the, the news portion of the show just started. We did watch the, the Georgia gubernatorial debate between Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, including the Brazilian election. Fortunately, we've got some cop death we got to cover. Man shot by a Kentucky police department. Family is speaking out. Apparently, they just came in and sniped him while he was having a mental health episode. The family called the cops to protect him. We got an update on the J.M. McMillan shooting in Gulfport. This was the one that was outside of a family dollar. Police accused him of pulling a gun on on them. That didn't happen. Of course it didn't. Chris Christie is going to tell a panel of women that abortion isn't important. I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Twitter flooded with slurs following Elon Musk's purchase. The finalization of which took place on Thursday night. OJ Simpson's got thoughts on Elon. So we're going to have to play what OJ has to say. GOP congressperson was grilled this morning on Face the Nation over the attack on Paul Pelosi. Apparently some nut job with a hammer broke into the Pelosi house and has been charged with attempted murder. An Ohio congressional candidate has been accused of stolen valor, but is still probably going to win. That's the sad shape of affairs that we have here in this country. <laughs> On that one, I'm gonna I'm gonna start packing my bong because I'm not high enough for this shit. As if the Chris Christie thing <laughs> wasn't enough to to make me want to get high. We're going to hear from Obama. Apparently, he he stuck his uh, neck out for Democrats. Going out and campaigning. Gave a fiery speech. And and uh, the libs of Twitter have been lighting up. By the way, I'm back on Twitter. If you if you got a follow from me, Justin Freegan, it is, it is me. I have a... I, I, I assume it's going to be a temporary Twitter until I get my real one back, right? Right, Elon? You're going to give me my real one back. I 
I will avenge you, Mr. Van Gogh. <laughs> By throwing a Van Gogh at the uh, uh, the soup can, the Andy Warhol soup can. <laughs> throwing a Van Gogh at the soup this time. Uh, RB says in Georgia it's called the gubernatorial debate. <laughs> I was commenting on his accent. It's the it's the really southern. For those of you that have never been to southern Georgia, it's it's very swampy. It's it's, I, I, it's the swamp people down there, and it's different. It's a, it's a different culture. It's a different kind of person. That's, that's the that's the accent he has. Whereas uh, Abrams is from uh, more the northern part of the state, central part where where Atlanta is. Talks, talks more with the Midwestern accent. I don't know where my lighter is. I've, I've lost. Oh, there it is. And there, Valdosta. I, my first experience down there. Uh, I worked, I worked for an organization that set up in churches and did like family pictures in churches. Because uh, like I've I've done broadcasting my entire career except for the one period in time where I did photography. And at one day, and at one time, you know, I, I like worked for a newspaper and did photography and did news reporting. I, I I worked for a company that set up in churches and did family portraits, and they sent me down to Waycross, Georgia. Exactly. Southern Georgia is one giant fucking swamp. You start getting swampy. About an hour south of Atlanta, you start getting a little swampy. But man, you get like two hours south. Oh boy. (laughs) The swamp people. I've got a cat that is driving me nuts over here. Way down in the swamp, indeed, clinically. <laughs> so uh, that was a that was a while. Oh, I just let the cat out. You, you get a smoky then. The smoky's over here being good. He was just he was sitting there he was watching the show he was chilling whereas socks was over here at the door just like throwing a fucking fit <coughs> got your smokes where's warlord at did he bail for uh what hot d is that what it is the hot d is on tonight is that shit over was that like the season finale last week? I don't even know. People in your dragon show. Kids in your Marvel movies. Never thought I'd get to a point where I'm like the old man yelling at Cloud. But then again, like, I was president of the younger Republicans in high school. I feel like that's when I was like my most old man yells at Cloud. Hot D is over now, apparently. As well, I thought I saw, like, I didn't... 
I didn't see anything about it. Like, I saw, like, a YouTube video that said, like, episode 10 review. And I'm like, well, if it's episode 10, it's probably the last one. It's like, on on prestige shows like that, you're even lucky if you get 10 episodes. They've been doing, like, 6, 8. So getting a 10-episode season or something like that is probably pretty good. The top story tonight is really Brazil, but let's go ahead and get this out of the way because, nope, little me. Go ahead and get this one out of the way. We need to cover in South Korea. Two college students are identified as first American victims of South Korean stampede crush that killed 153 people. University of Kentucky nursing student and aspiring international businessman, both 20. How are you a 20-year-old and aspiring international businessman? And again, he's in Seoul, South Korea. Maybe he's doing some deals. Both of them were 20 and they died during a nightmare Halloween celebration. Two American students were among the 153 killed at a Halloween festival in, uh, in South Korea. Annie Geske, 20, a junior at University of Kentucky, was confirmed as a victim on Sunday afternoon. The other has been named as Steve Blessy of Marietta, Georgia. He was a junior at Kennesaw State University. He was also 20 years old. Both were studying abroad at the time of the incident. Two other University of Kentucky students are still in South Korea, but have been accounted for, according to university representatives. Hours after a tragic passing was reported, the family of Stephen Blessy, also 20, said that they had been notified that he was among the 156. Uh, Apparently, the death toll has risen. He was a junior at Kennesaw State University in Georgia. The incident happened as a crowd at a Halloween event became unruly and surged, which triggered a deadly stampede. Roughly 100,000 people were present for the South Korean event. Good-looking cake. Representatives from the University of Kentucky, two other students were also studying abroad. I don't like that this story is kind of geared towards these two Americans. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's a Daily Mail article. What the hell? You can see this is an officer who was reporting on the incident. His hand is visibly shaking. I mean, I'd probably be nervous too, and I'm I'm used to talking to people. What the crowd looked like. Onlookers, police, and paramedics gathered where dozens of people suffered cardiac arrest in the popular nightlife district. And I'm going to butcher the name of Taiwan. Some 1,700 emergency workers were deployed from across South Korea to respond to one of the deadliest crowd crushes in recent history, including about 520 firefighters. More footage overlooking the street showed dozens of emergency responders working desperately to administer CPR to victims lying on the street. The aftermath in these pictures. 
At least 19 of the people killed were foreign nationals. Uh, I kind of, I looked around for some video, but like, yeah, probably, probably the ones that, uh, we would be interested in watching would violate TOS. Usually, the, I, I grab the Daily Mail because usually it, it has all the pertinent shit in it. They're very tabloid-esque, but they'll usually have everything embedded inside of the story. Brazilians began a tense way for results of their down-to-the-wire presidential runoff election after voting closed in the divisive showdown between incumbent J.R. Bolsonaro and former leader Luiz Inacio Lula da Silva. Lula's Workers' Party cried foul on Sunday over police roadblocks it alleged were aimed at suppressing votes in his strongholds, especially the impoverished Northeast. With 80.9% of voting machines counted, Lula had 50.3% of the vote compared with 49.7% for Bolsonaro. The Superior Electoral uh, Court reported on its website, Lula, who was president from 2003 to 2010, won the first round on October 2nd, but by a much smaller margin than expected by pollsters. Uh, This is not an updated... Lula da Silva narrowly defeats J.R. Bolsonaro. Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva has won Brazil's election after defeating incumbent President J.R. Bolsonaro in a a razor-close vote. According to the country's election authority, Lula secured 50.8% of the vote. That's what we just said, but like the, the article didn't actually declare him the winner. Bolsonaro had been leading throughout the first half of the vote count, and as soon as Lula overtook him, cars in the streets of downtown São Paulo began honking their horns. People in the streets of Rio de Janeiro uh, could be heard shouting, It turned! It was Brazil's most polarizing election since its return to democracy in 1985 after a military dictatorship that Lula, a former union leader, rallied against and Bolsonaro, a former army captain, invokes with nostalgia. It remained to be seen if Bolsonaro 67 would concede defeat without proof. He has described the voting system as fraud-prone, raising concern he may not concede, following the example of his ideological ally, former U.S. President Donald Trump. Already gotten ugly in Brazil. This is video of a pro-Bolsonaro congressperson. Threatening voters with a gun. Carlos Zambelli armado aqui, galera. Carlos Zambelli armado aqui. Carlos Zambelli armado aqui, galera. Followed him into a fucking store and shit. É a Zambelli, é a Zambelli. Apparently, this woman is elected to office in Brazil. Pro Bolsonaro Congresswoman aims gun at man in the street as campaigns for Brazil's heated presidential race drew to a close ahead of a runoff vote. 
One of President Jair Bolsonaro's closest associates was filmed chasing a supporter of rival candidate Luis Nacio Lula da Silva with a gun on Saturday. So this took place yesterday. Today, rampant allegations of voter intimidation. However, Lula was still able to pull it off. Police accused of pro-Bolsonaro voter suppression in a high-stakes presidential race. Reports of police officers in Brazil blocking key highways and pulling over buses filled with voters on the way to the polls Sunday gave rise to allegations of voter suppression. This is amid a tense presidential runoff election between Brazil's right-wing president, Jair Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. Nicknamed Tropical Trump. Actually, like, if that's his nickname, I, I had not heard that one. We're reading from Forbes right now. I follow politics pretty closely, and I hadn't heard that one. However, foreign affairs are also not my thing. Tropical Trump. Come on, man. So between Bolsonaro and leftist former president Lula da Silva, that could steer the country in dramatically different directions. Brazil Supreme Court Justice Alexander uh, Alexandre de Moraes, the head of the country's election agency, has ordered the highway police chief to prove officers weren't violating election rules to help Bolsonaro. <laughs> now I can't say it right. Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. <laughs> In the election, this is according to the New York Times, the highway police had stopped more than 550 buses across Brazil by Sunday afternoon. An anonymous federal highway officer told the Times, citing internal data during the first round of voting earlier this month. During the first round of voting earlier this month, the agency stopped nearly 300 buses. Uh, Moras told a reporter Sunday that despite the interruptions by police, election officials' preliminary investigation found all the buses reached polling stations, saying they didn't have any voters who didn't vote because of the operations. Apparently, police agreed to stop the operations by Sunday afternoon. Yay, Lula, though. If if you got a, a follow from Justin Freakin, that is indeed me. That is indeed me. Um, Still want my original one back, Elon, but this one will do for now. <laughs> yes, it's really me. Have a freaking news extra. World's dirtiest man dies after bath. I'm back on Twitter, but I still I want my original Twitter back. I want Mr. Justin Freakin. Because Elon says he's gonna free political prisoners on Twitter. So by God, I am expecting to get out of Twitter jail finally. After my account was permanently suspended. I can tell you that following Elon's takeover of the Twitter, neo-Nazis, anti-Semites, and the N-word Twitter just hours under Elon Musk, the very first hours of Musk's stewardship, 
Oh, yes, music. Good evening. Uh, I don't even remember now. It was back in 2019. <laughs> I was mass reported by, you know, white supremacists, anti-Semites, neo-Nazis. I really like to, I really like to uh, punch the hornet's nest, whack it with a, whack it with a baseball bat. Very first hours of Musk's stewardship of Twitter have been dominated by users relishing their ability to use profane slurs and racial epithets. Minutes after Elon Musk became, uh, became Twitter's official owner, the platform was filled with vile hate speech as users celebrated. I also saw like Tim Pool tweeting out like Ivermectin. <laughs> Somebody dunking on him like, oh, this is this is the supposed free speech they want, and this is what they do with it. Very first hours of Musk's stewardship of the social media platform have been dominated by his supporters, relishing their ab- ability to use profane slurs and racial epithets, and a torrent of racist, anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, homophobic, transphobic hate speech continued Friday morning. Uh, content warning. Oh, somebody has indeed uh, censored it already, so I don't have to worry about it. Musk's first act as owner of the company was to fire its top executives, including the CEO, Twitter's longtime head of legal, police, trust, and safety. Many read this as a sign that Musk will be taking a much more laissez-faire approach to the type of content allowed on the platform. I'm indeed not high enough for this. Many of the earlier tweets have been deleted and some of the accounts suspended, indicating that Twitter's moderation policies remain in place. However, those systems are being harshly tested on Friday morning as a search of the latest tweets for a variety of hateful phrases shows a seemingly unending stream of toxic content. Musk on Thursday tried to reassure advertisers that Twitter would be warm and welcoming... Gav Live One, welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. So glad to have you here. Musk on Thursday tried to reassure advertisers that Twitter would be warm and welcoming to all, adding that it would not descend into a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. Though Elon trying to play a little damage control. Meanwhile, some of his rivals may have other reasons for not running ads besides... Not wanting to be featured with Nazis and anti-Semites. GM and Ford says they aren't running Twitter ads as they assess changes under Elon Musk. However, the the charges of anti-Semitism and hate speech could be a good cover for Ford and GM not to advertise. When the main reason is because they are competition with Musk due to his uh, uh, ownership of Tesla... Though he's not the founder, he bought the rights to call himself that. Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter has many users worried about changes to the side under the mercurial billionaire. Always love the the word mercurial. I <laughs> fuck it up a lot. Mercurial. Uh, including big corporate advertisers, Auto Giants, General Motors, and Ford were among the first to say they won't be putting ads on the platform until they understand the scope of those changes. We are engaging with Twitter to understand the direction of the platform under their new ownership, 
the Detroit-based automaker said in an email statement late Friday. As is the normal course of business with a significant change in a media platform, we have temporarily paused our paid advertising. Our customer care interactions on Twitter will continue. Ford is not currently advertising on Twitter, said spokes, uh, spokesman said deep. Spokesman said deep. No, seriously. The spokesman's name is said deep. Said deep. What a fantastic name for your spokesperson. We will continue to evaluate the direction of the platform under the new ownership. Like GM, it will also keep engaging with Ford customers on the site. The moves coincide with Musk's attempt attempt to claim Twitter advertisers or to call. I'm just said deep. To calm Twitter advertisers who may be worried that his comments are being free speech abolitionist. His comments about being a free speech abolitionist mean that the site will be more welcoming to extremist viewpoints, racism, and broadly offensive content. Musk said Twitter can't become a free-for-all hellscape. A content moderation council with widely diverse viewpoints. What he says will set the new ground rules on the platform. But, of course, uh, we've reported on Musk's labor violations in the past and how shitty he has been to workers. He pulled another one. And another one! Uh, Elon Musk fired Twitter execs, including CEO, uh, I always fuck his name up, Parag Agwal. For cause and a bid to avoid paying out tens of millions in severance. Elon Musk fired top Twitter execs for cause to avoid severance payments. He fired CEO Parag Agwal and three other executives on Thursday as he completed his takeover. They were in line to receive up to 122 million in payouts. And in all honesty, him doing it to the top executives, I don't really care. They probably didn't even deserve that fucking money. Phoebe, good evening. Elon Musk fired top Twitter executives for a cause. person familiar with the matter told the information that Musk dismissed the executives to try to avoid severance payouts and unvested stock awards. Now, the rank-and-file managers and shit and the people doing the fucking hard work and heavy lifting at Twitter, if they got fucked over, then I'm upset about it. And Elon Musk probably fucked them over, too. But the top-ass executives, including the CEO, I will not shed a tear about and actually encourage Elon to fuck them over. Good evening, Tones. So glad to see you. Uh, Musk repeatedly lambasted Twitter's operations and their executives in the months before closing his deal over the number of fake accounts. His relationship with Agwal in particular quickly soured with the pair trading blows on Twitter and over text messages. Here is some right-wing, I guess, comedian uh, somewhere outside of Twitter headquarters posing 
as a laid off Twitter employee, <laughs> I'm I'm already laughing because it's a really weird wig. This was shared out by the Charlie Kirk Show. I don't know what to expect from this. Rahal Ligma poses as laid off Twitter employee. Trick media outlets. Lick my balls. Right-wing comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Dog. <laughs> um, not like one stupid. guy owning you a company. we're fools? Their audio is shit. I mean, I even own a Tesla, man. Like, and, uh, I, I'm a big fan of, like, clean energy, climate change. Um, even free speech, too. But, um, yeah. Software engineer. I don't know that the reporters fell for anything, you know. This is said like no reason, but um, it's just like restructuring or like no specific reason. One person talked. So there was an HR person in the beginning, and then a one person, you know, talking. Um, is that a wig or is that his real hair? Because if that is real hair, then bad props. You have nice hair. I would like to touch it. I mean, there might be a reporter there, but I mean, that doesn't mean that they ran with that story or anything. That's just that right-wing comedy is sad. Right-wing comedy is so... Anyone who votes for who? What? People come in here and just say shit, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? We're talking about Twitter right now. But hey, Tina, what's going on? How are you this evening? And we're going to continue to talk about Twitter. I want the thoughts of O.J. Simpson. That's what I want to hear about. O.J., O.J., tell us about Elon taking over on Twitter. Let me start off today by congratulating Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Uh, Maybe I can get authenticated. Maybe I can get a blue check. I've tried for years to get that blue check because there's so many fake O.J. Simpson accounts. One of them is the real O.J. I'm telling you, O.J., I'm with you. I'm with there. There are fake Justin freaking accounts out there. I want my blue check, too. It's it's apparently really hard to get a blue check. My buddy asked me if I I had a blue check. I'm like, no. Jay Simpson, and uh, instead of an O, they have a zero. 
In any event, there have been a bunch of them, and from time to time, people would say, why did you say this? And I'd say, I didn't say it. That was one of those fake accounts. And I'm sure a lot of people probably deal with that. Uh, so maybe that will come to an end. Maybe that's what they all love to sell, too, so many fake accounts. In any event, let me talk OJ about... OJ Thoughts is usually a bit we do on the Friday Everybody Night Freak Show. About Tom Brady today. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Look, Tom Brady's not the coach of this team. Todd Bowles is, and Todd Bowles is a... We'll get, to, we'll get some football he in here, too. Guy. And he's one of the great defensive coaches in football today. Now, I question like... I don't even fucking know. Apparently, Tom Brady's having a bad season and shouldn't have come back. <laughs> oh, shit. Elon, though, using Twitter to spread a conspiracy theory about Paul Pelosi... God damn it. LA Times stopping me from going to the story. Motherfucker. I swear I was looking at it earlier. Well, this fucks up clipping it for YouTube. Elon Musk spreads unfounded conspiracy theory about Paul Pelosi. Uh, days after taking control of Twitter, Elon Musk on Sunday posted and later deleted an unfounded conspiracy theory about the attack on Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. On Saturday, Hillary Clinton tweeted a Los Angeles Times story profiling the suspect who was accused of breaking in to the Pelosi's home and attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer and his far-right extremist views. Scatterbox, welcome, good evening, and happy Halloween to you. The Republican Party and its mouthpieces now regularly spread hate and deranged conspiracy theories, she wrote. It is shocking, but not surprising, that violence is the result. As citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and the actions that follow. Response Musk tweeted Sunday morning to his 112 million followers that there is a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye, and posted a link to an unfounded story offering a conspiracy theory about the attack. The story was posted in the Santa Monica Observer, a publication known for spreading misinformation. Musk's tweet was deleted hours later after receiving tens of thousands of retweets and likes. Week came hours before the San Francisco District Attorney confirmed Sunday afternoon that the suspect, David DiPape, was looking for the House Speaker when he forced his way into Pelosi's home. The Times, in a 2021 editorial, noted that the Observer is notorious for publishing false news. In 2016, for example, it claimed that Hillary Clinton had died and that a body double had been sent to debate Donald Trump. Months later... It reported incorrectly that Trump had appointed Kanye West to a high-level position in the Interior Department. Last year, it reported falsely that sunlight could be a remedy for COVID-19 sufferers and that Bill Gates, a major funder of vaccine research, had been responsible for the polio epidemic. There you have it. Still went back on Twitter. <laughs> Let me back on, Elon. Let me back on. 
It's Sunday, so you know we got a clip from one of the Sunday morning shows. This was uh, a CBS anchor destroying a GOP rep over uh, violence directed at Democrats. Than people being worried for their lives, but unfortunately, that's where we are. I want to ask you about this when it comes to political violence. On your Just a hack. feed, you posted this video we're going to show just a few days ago where you're firing a gun and it says, enjoyed exercising my Second Amendment rights. Hashtag fire Pelosi. Why is there a gun in a political ad at all? It wasn't an ad. Hashtag I was, I was tweeting tweet. out. I was tweeting out Hashtag something that I had just done. Hashtag fire Pelosi with a weapon. Well, now wouldn't you're, a pink slip be more fitting if it's about firing her? It's interesting, Margaret. Why a gun? It's interesting, Margaret, that we're talking about this this morning. When a couple of years back, when a Bernie Sanders supporter it's always shot, that one example. When a Bernie Sanders supporter shot Steve I never heard you weapons. or anyone else in the media trying to blame Democrats for what happened. We need to stay we focused on what we're all doing. We did extensive coverage of what happened. They didn't embrace it. There's extensive Nobody news coverage, tried sir. to equate Democrats' rhetoric. People that I'm not say, talking about your rhetoric. I'm talking about what you posted. You're shooting same. a gun. Our viewers just saw it. Yeah, right. Hashtag fire Pelosi. Exercising our Second Amendment rights, having That's fun. That's not a debate about the Second Amendment. Yeah. I would love to talk about something other than people being. We get all the way through that clip. It seemed like it was. There's extensive Nobody news tried sir. to equate Democrats' rhetoric. People that I'm not say, talking about your rhetoric. I'm talking about what you... Po- yes, we did watch the whole thing. It was enthralling. Good. <laughs> Excellent job to that reporter. Obama alluded to the attacks during his speech when he was out on the campaign trail for Democrats leading into the midterm election. Uh, several clips by Obama have went viral. We're going to watch a couple of them. Tactical gear. More people can get hurt. And, and we're going to be violating the basic spirit of this country. Yes. So, sir, sir, you know, wait, 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 come on. But, this, but this, is, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I mean, we're having a conversation. set up in our democracy right now i'm talking you'll have a chance to talk sometime soon you don't have to interrupt each other you don't have to shout each other down it's not a good way to do business it's that you wouldn't do that in a workplace if you wouldn't just interrupt people in the middle of a conversation it's not how we do things and this is part of the point that i want to make just basic civility and courtesy works. And that's what we want to try to encourage. So, listen, that's okay. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Quiet down, quiet down. Look, it, listen, hey, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold on a minute. This is 
Yeah, I'm not exactly. I'm not exactly sure what the the dude was trying to say to Obama. Dressed in tactical gear. Doesn't doesn't have any more of that clip. I think we're gonna watch a different clip over here. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what he was protesting. I don't know what what his beef was. The thing about Obama is like you, you miss like having an effective speaker, a likable Democrat. <laughs> His pol- there were a lot lacking with his policies. So, this was him giving the, the, I, I think this is a different speech now. This is him giving the, the pitch for Democrats in the midterms. Some of you here are on Social Security. Yeah. Some he of you are fired up. Some of your grandparents are on Social Security. You know why they have Social Security? Because they worked for it. They worked hard jobs for it. They have chapped hands for it. They had long hours and sore backs and bad knees to get that Social Security. And if Ron Johnson does not understand that, if he understands giving tax breaks for private planes more than he understands making sure that seniors who've worked all their lives are able to retire with dignity and respect. He's not the person who's thinking about you and knows you and sees you, and he should not be your senator from Wisconsin. Where was that fire when you were president, sir? I'm willing to compromise with the Republicans. I mean, the message he's sending is pretty clear. If you're related to him, if you donate to his campaign, you get a deal. If you're not, you're out of luck and you're on your own. It was Obama out on the campaign trail. That was an event for Mandela Barnes. Campaigning against Ron Johnson in Ohio. In Ohio, a congressional candidate. Uh, House candidate in Ohio was abandoned by the national GOP after questions about his military service. But he could make it to Congress anyway. This is J.R. Majewski. Ohio congressional candidate J.R. Majewski. House candidate J.R. Majewski has faced scrutiny for exaggerating his military service. The issue continues to dog his campaign, but his supporters are dismissed or I think that's supposed to be dismissing. Am I high? Dismissing? Dismissing? I think it's supposed to be dismissing. (laughs) Oh, fuck. The issue continues to dog his campaign, but his supporters are dismissing the controversy. Asked by Insider why he painted a QAnon symbol on his lawn, Majewski replied, why does it matter? Two weeks out from Election Day, Republican House candidate J.R. Majewski seems to have found a way to explain away his unsupported claims about serving in Afghanistan, at least to his most loyal supporters. 
My campaign is not about my military veteran status. The first time candidate told a crowd of roughly 40 people who had gathered in Toledo uh, in a Toledo cafe for a meet and greet on a cloudy Tuesday afternoon that despite Majewski's campaign slogan reading conservative veteran for Congress with the word veteran highlighted in red. Majewski, 42, has claimed he served in combat and in Afghanistan after the 9-11 terror attacks, but the U.S. Air Force says it has no record of his service there. Military records obtained by the Associated Press instead show he served mostly in Japan before a six-month stint loading planes in Cotter in 2002. Attendees at the Tuesday event largely consisted of Majewski's longtime supporters and a handful of local GOP officials most of whom spoke about the importance of defeating Majewski's opponent, the long-serving Democrat, Representative Marcy Kaptur. They agreed that despite his dubious claims about his military record, he was still their man. Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? This whole did he or didn't he serve in Afghanistan business, I couldn't care less about it, said Tim Fouts. A 67-year-old Republican resident of Toledo. As far as I'm concerned, he served his country. He served. Marcy, what did you do? I lived through the swift boating of John Kerry. I still, to this day, I always knew Republicans were hypocrites. To this day, how does a how does somebody who was a, a draft dodger? like George W. Bush get defeated by a military veteran like John Kerry in, in a in a in a race about military service. Clinically I'm I so there are signs that Biden won't run, but I'm inclined to think he will. I've kind of I've I've kind of been on that side the entire time. I, I think you will just because of you right the power of the incumbency and everything. Apparently, like they've they've like ran the election and Biden would win against Trump again, but like Harris would actually like do better than Biden. Oh, and Jer- John Kerry would have been a corporatist just like all the other Democrats. He's the best we could have hoped for in 2004, I guess. But, like, I was on the Howard Dean train, but Howard Dean also showed that he was he was willing to compromise his values later on in, in his political career. On a panel with a bunch of women, Chris Christie decided to say abortion's not that important. It's not as important as the economy that it's not an important voting issue. It is. And Chris, it is. It's number three in the polls. And and you've also got 62 percent saying it should be legal in all or most cases. How do Republicans square that? I, I don't think they square it. And I don't think that it matters. I mean, look, yeah, it's it's the third issue, but it's three and a half times less important than the economy in this race. And I think the Democrats have made a serious strategic error. Remember, too, um, the intensity of voters matters in a midterm election. And I've seen a number of polls where the intensity of the pro-life side of this is higher than the intensity of the the pro-choice side of it. In the end, look, I think people who are voting that as their number one issue 
had their jerseys on a long time ago, Martha. They were voting Democrat if they're pro-choice. They're voting Republican if they're pro-life. And the folks that the vast number of folks in the middle um, where that issue is not their number one issue, um, they're making this decision based on the economy and crime, education, uh, drug abuse and drug overdoses. Those are the things that are affecting them much more in their neighborhood every day. And so I think the, the Democrats who made this a centerpiece, and as I've been traveling around, I've seen a lot of ads about this from Democratic candidates, I think uh, are going to look back on it and say they should have come up with a different strategy. And, and Maria Elena. Yeah, because we should always listen to what Republicans have to say about strategy when it comes to Democrats, right? Chris Christie apparently thinks he has a shot in 2024, possibly. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. 2024 is going to be incredibly interesting. Just think about it. This time next year, we're going to be watching primary debates, guys. Are you are you ready for it? Do you feel it in your bones? This time next year, we will be watching primary debates. 2024 really starts getting kicked off here in a couple months. You're going to start seeing announcements for candidacies. Because if they're running for if they're running for president, their their mechanisms have to be in place by January of next year. So we're 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 coming up on it. People say they 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 aren't thinking about 2024. No, if they're if they're in the game for 2024, they have already thought about it. Things are already in motion. In January, we will start seeing announcements. This time next year, primary debates will be going on. If it's if it's anything like we have seen in recent years. God damn, we're going to have fucking 30 or 40 from each side. So, I guess as a political content creator and somebody who wants to be a political commentator, it's going to be really good for me. And these are going to start in like July, August, if not sooner. Maybe August, September. May Hopefully I'm wrong. Warlord, are you ready for debates this time next year? When we come back, we've got cop stories. We're going to talk about a sheriff who was apparently illegally selling guns. We're going to get an update on the J. Him McMillan shooting in Gulfport. The family of a man in Kentucky. I only have his last name down here. LaDuke. We're going to hear from there. From the family of a man shot by police. They just brought out a sniper rifle and picked him off. It wasn't a danger to anybody. It's gonna it's gonna really piss you off. I'm honestly surprised we haven't heard about Trump's plans yet. But this I, I do this to try to prevent everybody from seeing ads on Twitch. If you're not subscribed, uh you're gonna see the Twitch ads right now. If not, you're gonna see uh my ads. I'm going to go refill my drink. I need a little more tea. And we'll do the cop stories on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol. Live. We live in turbulent times. The media is full of deception, conspiracy theories, and fake news. Now, more than ever, 
it is important to ensure you're getting information from a source that's freaking reliable. I'm Justin Mullins, and this is the Freakin' News. Get a breaking or interesting story with a humorous twist in about a minute, weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, on YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, and more. Hi, I'm Justin Freakin. I'm a leftist broadcaster and comedian. Not liberal. Leftist. And despite what you may have heard from right-wing propaganda, George Soros isn't handing out Soros bucks and funding people like me. There are no Koch brothers, Mercers, or any number of right-wing think tanks funding content on the left side of the spectrum the way they fund people like Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and Dennis Prager. And YouTube doesn't monetize videos that are controversial or deal with politics unless you're someone like Steven Crowder. So this is an ultimatum. Become a patron. Support my Patreon. Or I'm going to become a right-winger and get some of that easy money. You know for a fact that I could be bigger than Charlie Kirk or Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing! All I have to do is talk about how I used to be an SJW snowflake, but the left went too far with their cultural Marxism, and Republicans are stupid enough to buy it, even though this video exists. And you know I'm right, so give me your money, or I'm selling you out. For some reason, I thought there was another. I thought there was another commercial there. I wasn't ready yet. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have a. I didn't have a video for this. I wanted video. I want a local news hit, but apparently the local news not really covering this story, and that's gonna piss me. Last update was from a week ago. Fuck you guys. 
Okay, this is from Fox two days ago. This is what we want. So I am going to hit the content warning on this one. This is going to piss you off. Tried to give you a meme that, that goes with the theme here. Train how you fight. Or puppy. You're going to get shot by the cops. We're going to talk about the story of Desmond LeDuc out of Kentucky. Family of man shot by Kentucky Police Department breaks their silence. The Nicholasville Police Department released a statement. We're going to hear from that statement here in a second. LeDuc's family said in a later release through uh, its attorney that much of what has been said is false. There has been very limited information released regarding the circumstances from Saturday. This was about a week ago. Much of what has been said is false, and the police have done nothing to correct it. Desmond was alone in his house and inside his bedroom when he was shot through the bedroom window by a police officer positioned outside the home. Any suggestion that officers made entry into Desmond's home uh, were threatened inside the home by Desmond and shot uh, Desmond from inside the home, the letter states, is, is like that's false. With the desire to live last Saturday, uh, or LeDuc was struggling with the desire to live last Saturday and the family called the police to help him, but instead responded by sending a SWAT unit to his house. Here is the local news hit telling the police Days side of the, the story. The family of Desmond LaDuke released a statement demanding answers from law enforcement after the death of their son. Nicholasville police are responding. LaDuke's family says he was struggling with suicidal thoughts, so they called 911 for help around 10 Saturday morning. After an hour and a half long standoff, LaDuke was shot by police who say he confronted them while armed with a gun. He later died at UK Hospital. Earlier this week, the family released a statement through their attorney calling for more training for officers responding to mental health crises. Tonight, the police department released its own statement saying, quote, the department immediately activated its special response team and crisis negotiation team, which consists of two negotiators who have been specially trained in working with individuals experiencing mental health issues. The statement went on to say the department is cooperating fully with Kentucky State Police, which is investigating the shooting. The violent born at Memphis. I want to show you the video that neighbors took. This is outside of Desmond LaDuke's house. I'll make it full screen here. You can see the sniper. You can see another sniper right there. This is video that neighbors took. You can see they're kind of hiding from the police. I'll watch it again here. You can see a sniper on the ground right there. I don't know which one of them shot. You can hear the neighbor saying, fuck. Nicholasville, Kentucky. It appears these assholes just shot a completely innocent man. Just for no reason. Just for no fucking reason. He was a threat to no one. 
the same old story, the same old song and dance. Same thing happened outside of a family dollar in Gulfport. Family and friends that seek answers as a 15-year-old was killed by Gulfport police. McMillan was killed earlier this month after an encounter with police there. Those who knew him questioned the investigation as law enforcement agencies are remaining tight-lipped about it. Mike McDaniel takes us to Gulfport. Of course they are. As family and friends walked into the Lyman Community Center in Gulfport Wednesday. All I did was cry. Jayla Agee knew it wasn't going to be easy. When I walk up in there to see his body, it's going to hit me hard and I'm not going to be the same. We did this story when it first happened and I thought it sounded fishy. McMillan. She saw him just weeks before he was shot in the head by a Gulfport police officer October 6th. McMillan's funeral was an emotional one. He was. He was there for me a lot, and I was there for him. And I hate how they just took him from me and everybody else like that, because, like, it just happened out of nowhere. Gulfport police say McMillan and a group of other teens were pointing guns at cars. When officers approached them right outside of a family dollar store, police say McMillan was ordered to stop and put down his gun. McMillan did not comply. McMillan turned both his body and his weapon towards the officer. The officer fired at McMillan. Since the shooting, there have been protests calling for transparency from the Gulfport Police Department and the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation, which is handling the case. Family and friends don't believe the police account and want video released. We're just trying to get the truth. Eyewitnesses have said that's not true. The the police body cam and the store dollar, uh, family dollar. Questions of what exactly happened have spread across social media with calls for justice and scrutiny. Wednesday, though was a day to focus on the memories. He was a nice and caring person. He always made us laugh. Memories that make this loss so hard to deal with. It was unbelievable because, like, why? Why would you do something like that, especially to a child? He was only 15, still had a life ahead of him, and you took that away from him. Four other teenagers were also arrested in this case, charged with aggravated assault. We did reach out to the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation for more information on this case or to see when more would be released. We heard from the mom of one of the other kids arrested. She said, that's it's like, it's impossible. I don't believe that story. And you know, I, I understand some moms do bury their heads in the sand. But nothing is adding up with this. Eyewitnesses to the event say that it did not happen the way the cops are saying it happened. Footage is missing from the family dollar from that day. Never trust the fucking cops. Never trust the cops. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Do you coppers? A Philadelphia police officer caught selling illegal guns. Uh, Jim Jackie, some people are again the past stricter gun laws. Now, the court documents, they do not show this deputy was involved with the Roxborough High School shooting. However, people still find it troubling the guns he allegedly sold were linked to that incident. The fact that it was illegal guns gotten from law enforcement, that is pretty shocking and I mean it's pretty messed up. People tell us they're disappointed 
Federal authorities say former Philadelphia Sheriff's Deputy Samir Ahmad knew he was illegally selling guns and drugs. Part of court filings unsealed allege Ahmad illegally sold a revolver to a man he did not know was an FBI informant. On October 13th, an FBI camera recorded him selling these two loaded guns to the same informant. The FBI and ATF trace those guns back to the September Roxboro High School shooting that killed Nicholas Elizalde. The court filings did not say Deputy Ahmad is a suspect in the shooting itself, nor how he got the weapons. Then last week, federal investigators say they caught Ahmad again on camera, selling the informant a gun and crystal meth. The ATF and FBI arrested Ahmad at the sheriff's office in Center City the next day. I definitely feel like he shouldn't be in any sort of... Those two things don't mix. Guns and crystal meth are a bad combination. I'm very pro-drugs. Guns and crystal meth, bad combination. Sort of position of power anymore. Until we stop the flow of those firearms that are being diverted underground, we're going to continue to have these problems. Ceasefire PA sees this crime as another reason lawmakers should adopt stricter gun policies for Pennsylvania. Shrink the sources, shrink this diversion of the supply of guns. And when we do that and keep them just with responsible gun owners, we're going to save some lives. The disappointment leaving Sienna Biera with less faith in justice. I feel like some of this stuff, a lot of this stuff is usually just swept under the rug and there's not any sort of like position, like accountability for this. Well, in a statement, the sheriff's office wrote it is cooperating with local, state and federal authorities. Ahmad is in federal custody here in Philadelphia. Jim? Without having that Oh, no, no, I can't do any more of that. No, we're going to finish off tonight with a little Christian nationalism. This is a preacher we've checked in, uh, we've checked in on a couple of times. Texas pastor openly calls on Christian nationalists to impose their values on society. During an interview with Real America's Voice, host Tim Clinton, uh, Jeffries, Robert Jeffries, Addressed recent concerns about the rising nationalist movement among... We always put our love for God above everything, even allegiance to our country. But that's not what they're really talking about. Listen carefully. They say they are opposed to people who say America was founded as a Christian nation. It wasn't. There are people that go to my video where I debated Bryson, and we had to read all that shit about Thomas Jefferson that's shown how showed how complicated his beliefs were. And they're still like, your own source proved you wrong. I hate these fucking people. They're so goddamn dumb. Well, you said he was a Christian. Yuck, yuck, yuck. What is proposal? What, what, what are you on about? I like I've I've had a few people tonight in the chat just be like talking about some shit I don't even know what's going on, but I'm glad to have you here. Good evening, my friend. Americans who believe not only in the spiritual heritage of our nation, but but believe that we ought to use elections to help return our country to its Christian foundation. 
if that's Christian nationalism, count me in, because that's what we have to do. And what's critical about this, Tim, is the left don't mind at all imposing their values. It's critical Christian theory. No, our fucking values are let everybody do what the fuck they want, motherfucker. That's my values. Just because other people are out here doing whatever the fuck they want, that's not imposing values on you. You get to be your little Christian shithead in your corner of the world. Don't fucking interfere with me. But you get all evangelical about shit. You try to change laws, and you try to impose your shit on me. I fucking shit. On our country through the uh, election process, uh, they don't mind uh, forcing their pro-abortion, pro-transgender, pro-open uh, borders policy upon our nation. By pro-transgender, he means he acknowledge they exist and should be left alone and treated as equal members of society. If, if that's your definition of being pro-transgender, then I'm in. I'm in, sir. What else did you say? Open borders policy. Open borders. Once again, record numbers of apprehensions at the border. How is that being open? I do not know what these fuckers are talking about. They live in a different world. Right-wingers are morons. upon our nation, but they object when conservative Christians try to impose their values on society at large. It's complete hypocrisy. No, you're the one being hypocritical. (laughs) You're the one making up shit. Nobody wants to impose values on you. No one wants to stop you like... been a night it's been a day it's been it's 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 been a wild time here in usa i mean i support open borders but i'm not i'm not a policy maker in the democratic party and i am definitely not where where the party is in terms of enforcement just like I, I support defunding the police, but like I am, I am in the very small minority inside of the Democratic Party or the people who caucus with nominally with the Democratic Party. Eat this bag of dicks. Yeah, we're far left of the Dems, and, and we like to kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. That's what we like to do. Right? I think Robert Jeffries over here is smoking crack. I was on crack. (laughs) (laughs) The the shoot up drugs, not schools. It's just a joke. I don't actually advocate for children shooting up drugs. Unless like, you know, if you, if you, if, if you have the urge to shoot up a school, I would much rather you shoot up a drug. So I guess like I'm not joking. I am on his proposal. I just glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. friend. 
Tomorrow night we're gonna do a little bit of news. We're gonna play a spooky a spooky game. Sorry, all you idiot Republicans. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes, we do. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? So far, we have a vote for Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I could play one of the Dark Pictures Anthology games, or the other one uh, was Resident Evil 3. We're just going to play a spooky game. Turn off all the lights in here. You just see my face. Play a spooky game because it's Halloween. That's what I'm gonna do for Halloween. Still gonna get a troll patrol though at eight o'clock. Promise, promise that. Then Wednesday we're gonna do the Bulldog. Don Bulldog. Maggie Hassan, a debate for the Senate race in New Hampshire. That is on Wednesday night. A week from Tuesday is the fucking election. So, buckle up for that, buckaroos. Spooky Halloween thing, exactly. And I've been playing like Resident Evil 6 with my buddy. For the spooky Halloween thing. I'm going to do spooky Halloween thing on stream. So far, Five Nights at Freddy's is when, like, if you want me, if you want me to play one of the Dark Pictures anthology or Resident Evil Three, speak up. Those are the other options. I've got other spooky games, but those were like the ones that were like the top of my my mind. Apparently, Five Nights at Freddy's, a bunch of jump scares. That sounds cool. It it seems like a game I would be able to make a lot of funny comments about. Get some good commentary out of. I think I've played this animal video before, but I think the stream might have been fucking up that night. So you get it again just because you're like, you should. You should see this if you haven't seen it. Here's a here's a family of mice having tea. What the hell are you talking about, Proposal? My friend. My friend. I thought about watching an old school Halloween movie. I actually asked my buddy the other day. I was like, do you, th- do you think I could be uh, um, Sven Gulli? And he was like, yeah, you could totally pull off Sven Gulli for Halloween. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, do you think I could be Sven Gulli? Like, this dude dies. So I'll take over. I could be Sven Gulli. And he was like, uh. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. The whole... The whole spooky dude is a is a whole aesthetic. I don't live the lifestyle. I don't live the lifestyle. I would be a poser <laughs> playing Sfinguli. <laughs> People would see through they would know I'm only Halloween decorations like two weeks before Halloween. That I don't I don't put them up in July like like people who are really into the Halloween. Oh, they would know I don't put the pumpkin spice in my coffee until a couple weeks before. I think I think I think the housemates already got the Christmas shit coming. 
There's peppermint mocha creamer in there. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. They cute little, they cute little mice having tea. I, I think the stream was fucking up the night I played this, so I left it in my in my reservoir to be able to pull out sometime just because I thought it was cute. You've already seen it. For those of you who don't know, I, like maybe you're new here, I always play an animal video at the end. Usually it's a cuddly animal. Might not be, though. Might not be. Might be some mice having tea. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's not Sometimes it's not a video. Sometimes I'll hit you with... Uh... Man, what was that one thing? Oh, um, there's a Midwest Animal Sanctuary that lets you uh, have a night with a, with a, with a puppers they've been taken care of, like just to get them like out of the sanctuary and let them have a, you know, an adventure. Like they'll send you to dinner to a dog friendly restaurant with the dog. And then you, they'll, they'll pay for you to have a hotel room with the dog. And they, they dress it up for the, for the, uh, uh, dinner and then, like, they give it pajamas to wear when you're in the hotel room. <laughs> it's so cute. You can have... So, like, one night I, I spotlighted that. If you're watching on Twitch, let's find us somebody to raid. I don't think it's time for the Plex yet. But I do recommend coming back for Echoplex Media, I think, in, in a half hour. I might be off. They're They're on the specific time. I'm on the Eastern time. So I get confused on time frames, but I do recommend going back to Egoplex whenever the Plex podcast comes on. I was a guest host last week, and it was a lot of fun. I think it was last week. We're gonna go say hey to, I don't think we've ever raided Bread Theory before, so we're gonna raid Bread Theory, just cause that sounds like We don't, if we don't know who they are, find out. They're probably cool, if Bread Theory. Find out. What orgy? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I I I was like looking for somebody to to. You live in sexual Grace. anarchy. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live. <laughs>